Welcome back, you guys, to the Low Bottom High Rise Podcast with me, your host, Moira Kassaba, and I am fired up today. Oh my gosh. I am just kind of flew into the studio to cut this episode on the fly. I've literally got to be out the door no later than 20 minutes to go pick up my daughter from dance class. And there's something that's really on my heart because when I feel this way, when I get this pumped up and this excited energetically at 5.49 p.m., when I am usually literally falling on my face at 5.49 p.m., I've been up now for 12 hours, going a million miles an hour, all the things. And the reason I feel so good right now on October 25th as I record this is because I committed, I committed to a new level. I committed to the 90-day slay 25 days ago. So it's been 25 days for me of not massive change, right? Not like I'm overhauling my whole entire life and I'm training for an Ironman and, you know, I'm only eating keto and I hired a private chef and a trainer for seven days a week. Like, no, guys, we don't need to do crazy. We don't need to do gigantic. That is not where success is found. It's found in just going back to the things that I talk about all the time, like stacking your habits, being intentional, tracking your habits, right? Tracking your behaviors, your habits. It is literally the key to success. And I'll tell you the other thing that I'm just touching on is those habits have to be doable, right? They have to be not so gigantic that on day five, you're like, F this, I'm I'm done. Like I'm throwing in the towel. This is impossible. I don't know what I was thinking. I made these commitments when I was uber jacked up and motivated. Like, no, you need to make commitments to yourself that are sustainable, right? That's how success is found. And this is what I want to tell you about 90 day slay as we're getting ready to come up on November 1st you can do 60 day slay with me right you can do this on your own too i want you to make sure i want to make sure that i'm not like pitching something to to you if you want to do this with me huh, by all means like join the revolution join the crew come link arms with us and finish the year strong but also if you don't want to do that just take this information into your own life and make some changes in the last 60 65 days of the year. So here's where this kind of came to be. I, for some reason, (laughs) I'm uber competitive, right? Uber competitive, but I'm really also competitive with myself. Like even when I used to run a lot of half marathons and things, I never, like I've never looked at anyone around me. When I was pushing to become top coach in the company, I wasn't looking at anyone around me. I'm just like, I've got to go to my biggest, highest, best level, right? And, you know, my PRs were my PRs. They weren't trying to beat, you know, Susie Luhu down the street. They were, I was just trying to beat me. And so when it comes to Q4, I will say, this is the one time that I'm like, hmm, I'm very motivated by the concept that this is when everyone slows down. This is when everyone, most of America, gains 8 to 12 pounds between Halloween and New Year's Day. That is bananas, y'all, like bananas. And I say it's bananas because I am always 
trying to focus on feeling good, on being present, on gratitude, on intention. And when you're eating that much crap that you gain that much weight, for me, at least my experience is I feel like absolute shit, pardon my language. And there is no part of me, not even because I feel guilty for eating that or guilty because I've gained weight. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about physiologically. I feel horrible, right? I'm short-tempered. I have a headache. My mind is cloudy. Like I'm not in this space to feel immense gratitude and joy and presence with my friends and family that I adore, It just, they don't go hand in hand, right? I am, this is not me saying you can't indulge. I'm the biggest believer in balance, in indulging, in, you know, eating the chocolate cake and eating the pumpkin pie and all of those things. But we can do that from a place of being really clear-minded and and making healthy choices 80, 90% of the time. So we can enjoy the 10 or 20%. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. I want to bring it back to 90 day slay which might just be 60 days lay if you haven't jumped on board yet. So this came to be several years ago because I started to get wind in the entrepreneurial space (laughs) that everyone kind of took their foot off the gas, you know, in Q4, they got busy with the holidays. They got kind of demotivated because they set these yearly goals in January. They weren't close to making them happen. And they just kind of like threw in the towel. I think it's human nature to be like, oh, crap you know, I'm so far off. And it's kind of like diet culture of of saying like, you know, I ate a dessert on Wednesday, might as well just keep going until Monday. Like I'll start over Monday. I'll start on Monday. It's the same exact mental philosophy that happens in Q4. Might as well start in January. Might as well not work out until January. (laughs) Might as well not focus on my gratitude till January, might as well not think about who I want to be in the world and and what I want to offer and what I want to, how I want to serve, serve till January, right? Like why, why, why are we waiting till January? I want to set intentions for Q4 that again, aren't monumental. And this takes time, right? For me, I came up with six habits because I created a habit tracker that just happens to have six spots on it. So in the end of September, when I was feeling pretty crummy, guys, pretty crummy, right? Like I was still like, it was still summertime to me, even though it wasn't. (laughs) I was still indulging too much. I was still not sleeping enough. I had let my personal growth kind of just slip a little bit, you know, I just was doing everything probably 50%, 60% instead of that 80 to 90 to 100%. And that is the difference for me between a joyful life and a one of kind of misery, right? And so the end of September, I was like, wait a second, it's almost, it's almost the fourth quarter. This is when I rise. This is when I kind of get ahead, right? Like this is my quarter. This is when I shine. This is my, this is what I've done the last few years. I don't ever want to be the norm. I don't want to be the January 1st, New Year's resolution girl. I want to go against the grain and do the unexpected, right? Like that's who we want to be. That's who my people want to be. And so I kind of started to get excited at the end of September from this place of like funk. I was like, oh, oh, it's my season. My season's coming up. 
And so all I did was I looked at my habit tracker. I was like, I've got to commit. I know exactly what to do. I'm a high performance coach for God's sakes. I need to get back to tracking my habits. What are those habits? And so a lot of my girls that have jumped into 90 day slay are tracking the exact same habits. And a lot of them are not right. A lot of them I've said, and I'll say on this podcast is I want you to focus on your life and where you need to strike a chord with balance and where you're slipping, right? If you Google, and this is something I do in a lot of my trainings, wheel of life, there's a wheel of life exercise where you kind of just do a quick little, you know, check-in on like, where are you in your finances? Where are you in your joy? Where are you spiritually? Where are you physically? Where are you emotionally? And all of those things. And that kind of always does, you know, if you're having a hard time getting there yourself, you can kind of do that self-assessment and and see pretty quickly, like, ooh, ooh, this is where I'm struggling. This is where I need some help. Although if you just spend some time in quiet, we know, right? We know where we need to shift. And so I will tell you exactly what my habits are. Um, and some of them are a little bit more of a stretch than others that are a little bit more like totally doable, just got to get back to it. And, you know, whenever anything is totally small and doable, it's also so easy not to do because it seems like it's not that big of a deal. Right. So the first one inspired by my, my good friend, Adam Jablin, I was, uh, his Insta story popped up on my feed. And I saw it, that it said 5K a day. And I was like, really impressed. I was like, dude, is Adam doing a 5K every day? And then I realized it said something like day 280 or something crazy, right? This is my circle. This is my posse. People do crazy shit. And I was like, that's crazy. He has literally not missed a day doing a 5K for like 280 days straight. That that inspired me. Go where you are inspired, right? Go where you're envious. I felt some envy in that moment. I was like, dang, I, I want to be like Adam. And so I was like, this is going to be hard. And, and whenever we take on a new habit and we make that commitment, I kind of want to walk you through the process of what happened with me. My first thought was that's not possible. I am busier than Adam. You know, I... I have such a demanding schedule. I'm traveling. I'm on airplanes all the time. Like, I, I don't know. I can't do this. We start to stack the proof for reasons why we can't do something. And what we have to do instead is catch ourselves and stack instead the proof for why we could do something. And I started to see that this task, this habit that I really wanted to commit to, but I was terrified of. And that's why we stack the proof against ourselves because we're in fear. I started to say, wait a second how could I make this happen, right? How could I make a 5K a day happen? And from asking yourself better questions, you get better answers. And in literally the last three weeks, my entire world has shifted because when I started to ask myself that question, I started to see that I am on Zoom calls entirely way too much, right? I am on calls a lot and I need to be on these calls. They're mentorship calls, they're strategy calls, they're, you know, I'm on boards that I have to be on meetings for, like all these things. But I thought a lot of them, I don't have to be in front of my computer. Like I could, there's calls where I have to listen, right? And so I could totally do that with my AirPods. What I also realized, the biggest thing for me was some of my mentorship calls when I don't need to be looking at like, 
you know, charts and back offices and numbers and, and everything on the screen, I'm much more present and I'm much more inspired and in flow and in the right state when I am outside in the sunshine, fresh air moving my body, right? I don't know about you guys, but I used to drink multiple cups of coffee a day. That is until I discovered Energize, which it may sound over the top, but quite literally changed my entire life. I use it before my workouts first thing in the morning when, you know, I might be exhausted from a crazy night of disrupted sleep. It gives me the energy I need to show up and be strong in my workouts and go full out no matter how little sleep I'm, I'm running on. But more importantly, in the afternoon, ugh, at that three o'clock time when I'm about to fall on my face, it is such clean energy with zero crash at the end. I always put it in a huge thing of water so I'm getting extra hydrated in the afternoon and it brings me to life and allows me to show up for my kids and my family on a whole nother level. So you guys, try it out for yourself. The link is in the show notes below. Trust me when I say, your life is gonna feel totally different with Energize in it. And so I started to shift. And instead of where I thought there was literally no time, I started to see what Tony Robbins calls net time, no extra time, net time, no extra time. I didn't have to take extra time most days to get in a 5K. I could just swap a Zoom call for a walking call and boom, done, done and done. And so I'll, I'll kind of get a little bit quicker as I go through my habits, but that was the one that was like a huge epiphany to me. And so far in the first 25 days, game changing in my quality of life, my joy level, and just my happiness because sunshine, moving your body, fresh air, like guys, that's huge. And we're not doing enough of it. So that's habit number one for me. Habit number two is eight hours of sleep, which I went back and forth. I was like seven and scratched out eight, scratched out back to seven, scratched out eight. And I was like, oh, I want to be able to check the box and accomplish it. But I, I know what my body needs, at least right now in this season is eight hours. I used to sleep like four or five hours right now to be at like high performance. I need eight hours of sleep. I, I at least need to shoot for it. So I'm not hitting that every day for these last 25 days, but I can guarantee you there's so many nights where I'm getting something like seven and a half or 745 instead of six and a half, because I'm not even being intentional about my wake time and, and sleep time, right? When you start to track things, when you start to become intentional, you move the needle. It's not about perfection. We cannot think that perfection is the goal. That's the worst goal, right? You're setting yourself up for failure, but good God, I've moved the needle, right? So I'm not feeling like a failure if I'm not hitting the eight hours. I'm seeing, wow, I've probably in the last 25 days gotten, I don't even know, maybe something like 20 extra hours of sleep just because I'm you know, not completely oblivious to the lack of sleep. Number three, 10 minutes in the sunshine each morning. It's amazing what this will do. It will actually set your circadian rhythm so that you actually have a much easier time falling asleep at night. And I have trouble falling asleep at night. So there's always questions about this. This is like probably the one I get the most questions about. It doesn't have to be sunny, right? It just has to be daytime. So it doesn't, people are like, well, what, what if I live in Canada? I'm like, it's okay. It just needs to be day daylight. Doesn't need to be like sun shining on your face. 
Um, you want your eyes open, right? Because you're kind of, you're letting that sunlight like, or you're letting that daylight, I should say, in, right? So you're not looking up and closing your eyes, your, your eyes wide open. And the what that is doing for your circadian rhythm, which is your sleep rhythm, which is so important, y'all, this is everything, right? And, and I'll share this little nugget. Um, I've been sharing like hacks every day on my Instagram, by the way, I'll just keep sharing them because I know you guys love it. But I have the, um, I've got it on my wrist right now, the whoop um, bracelet or watch that kind of tracks everything. And I will tell you, it was terrifying when I first put it on and I started tracking the very first week, I actually flew across country and back. I've been doing that almost every week for the last couple months. And when I have to get up at 3 a.m. for a flight or I have to get up to fly home or I'm on a red eye, my heart rate variability, so my HRV, is that of like an 80 to 90-year-old. That is terrifying to the point where I called a good friend of mine that's a cardiologist and I was scared. I was like, uh, I think I need to come in. Something is seriously wrong with me. And what I realized was it, it was simply that disruption, that extreme disruption of sleep, like waking up at 3 a.m. instead of 6 or red eye home. Guys, it's not only impacting our hearts, but it's impacting our brain and our cognitive function. So when I say, wake up and spend 10 minutes in the sunshine every morning, that's your circadian rhythm. It's big. It's really big, right? So that is my third habit. Um, fourth is very low sugar. So keeping my sugar really low, which I know, like I try to keep my sugar under right now under five grams of added sugar. So if you're looking at every food label, I'm not a huge food label person. I don't count calories, none of that. I'm very intuitive. But when I started just monitoring added sugar and I eat, this is what I'm eating really clean. I was probably getting 20 to 30 grams of added sugar in things like dressings and protein bars and sauces and like blew my mind. Um, there was, and I'm not trying to throw, I'll just, I won't name names. Um, I was on an airplane coming home from a trip. And so everyone's feeling like crap. And someone had a, um, one of those electrolyte sticks, again, not naming company names. Um, they had one of those electrolyte sticks that we all look at as like super healthy, right? And they're like, hey, do you want one? And I was like, absolutely, give me one. And so I almost, I went to put it in my water, but this is when I was looking at sugars and I flipped it around and there were 12 grams of added sugar in what everyone is putting in their water thinking is like super hydrating and giving them all their electrolytes. I'm like, yeah, it's also chock full of crap sugar that literally wrecks your body. And so, but again, without that intention, I'm oblivious to it. And so I'm doing things thinking that I'm making healthy choices only to find out that like, oh my gosh, this is literally horrible for me. So read your label. So again, you don't need to follow these six, but mine is added sugar. The last two, and I'll wrap this up, is my book approved. So every single morning I was I was starting to do it like four or five days a week instead of seven. And you know, it's what I believe in wholeheartedly. It's it's the morning journal that I wrote. It rewires your brain, it builds your confidence, it like it makes you feel like a badass, it realigns you to your vision, realigns you to your goals, gets your actions 
really prioritized. It's everything. It's literally like 10,000 little pieces in my brain put together in a really simple morning process. And I needed to get back to doing that not only five days a week, but seven. And so I recommitted to that. And then I recommitted to personal growth because again, I was listening to personal growth, maybe three or four days a week, not six or seven, right? And so great example of that last night. So I, I a lot of times will listen to um, Growth Day, Brendan Burchard's app, which I highly recommend. And I will share that link. I'll be sharing a lot of that link, by the way, coming up, because there's a big announcement I have coming about a partnership with Growth Day. But um, I got in the habit of just listening to, like he has a daily message, which is so simple to like open an app, click play, done. And you can do it after you drop the kids off at school. But last night, literally yesterday, I got into bed and I saw my tracker and I was like, crap, forgot to press play on growth day this morning. So I haven't done my personal growth. So I got into bed and read before I fell asleep, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that action. The difference of when you're intentional and you're tracking your habits, I would have just without intention, I would have gotten into bed, scrolled my phone for a minute and probably fallen fallen asleep because I was exhausted. But instead I was like, get up, walk out into the living room, go get the book. And I am reading an amazing book right now and read for 10 minutes, read for 10 minutes, right? So those are my habits, guys. 5K a day, eight hours of sleep, 10 grams of sugar under uh, 10 minutes in the morning, in the sun, book approved personal growth. Those things, make me feel the way that I felt when I came on this podcast, like literally 609 right now, full of energy, right? Super pumped to go pick up my kids and be happy and be joyful. And so I really want to encourage you in this. Don't wait till the new year, right? Maybe 2023 didn't pan out the way you wanted it to. That's okay. Why wait until January? Take some of that power back now absolutely now. You have 60 days. It does not mean you have to sacrifice desserts. It doesn't mean you have to sacrifice fun. It doesn't mean any of that. It means you're going to actually do these habits, you know, to 90 to 100% and you're going to feel freaking awesome about celebrating and having a couple extra cocktails and having the dessert because you can afford to balance it out and yet still feel really freaking good. Okay. All right. I'm going to get off my tangent. So reach out to me. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes below for um, 90 day slay, AKA 60 day slay. If you want. And if um, I'll also put some resources, I'll put my habit tracker down there. So if you want to do this just on your own and and be kind of solo with it, which I don't recommend um, you can print that out too. Cause I want to just give you the resources, but that is a wrap guys for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast. And guys, if you would, please, 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 it really helps to just, um, we have so many guests on this podcast that I want their messages shared with the world. Like these conversations are so rich and so helpful. So leave us a review on um, Apple Podcasts if you can, because that really helps the show, um, even if it's just a click of the stars. And share share the episodes with your friends and your family. Tag me. I love hearing from you guys. Um, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much, you guys. <laughs>